or go to oldlog.com. I can see clearly now the rain is gone. I can see all obstacles in my way. Gone are the dark clouds that had me blind. It's gonna be a bright, bright, bright. You're in tune to AM 1460, KDWA Radio in Hastings. Welcome to another edition of Hypnosis Today. Our host, as she is each and every month, Cindy Lasher. And she has a special guest. I'm going to let you introduce your special guest. Well, thank you, Dan. My special guest today is my daughter, Grace. Grace, come step right up to the microphone here and say hello. Hello. Grace, can you tell the audience how old you are? I'm eight years old. And you are a brave little pumpkin, aren't you? You're talking to everybody yeah. out here. No problems. No yeah. fear of public speaking here. No, she's she's really doing good. <laughs> no, she does now, great. what school do you go to, Grace? I go to... You can say. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay, I go to Westview. Westview what? Elementary. And that's in an Apple Valley? Apple Valley. Apple yeah. Valley. Now, what grade are you going to be in? I'm going to be in third grade. First grade? Third. 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 I'm sorry, I didn't hear that. Third grade. So are you excited? Yeah. Are you? Uh Okay, you waiting for school to start? Okay, <laughs> those one-word answers in radio will get you. <laughs> Everywhere, right? You uh, bet. Yeah. Gracie, I was going to ask you one other question. Yes. What do you think of your mom being a hypnotist? That's great. Great. Yesterday you said it was awesome. Yes. Talk up the yes. microphone. Come on, right up here. <laughs> Say awesome. Awesome. All right, thank you, Grace. <laughs> there you go. Here, take your, your fun guys and your, and your drink and... I will be out shortly, okay? <laughs> okay. Thank you, special guest. Okay, baby, you got it. Bye-bye. <laughs> okay. She's darn cute. Yes, she is very cute. She has never been shy. No. Fact, we, we, we joke, we wish she'd come out of her shell. <laughs> <laughs> but that's neat. A lot of self-confidence I can see in her. and Very and comfortable with who she is. Yes. And yes. Um, has always been really comfortable with who she is. And, of course, we've encouraged that. And she's just now moving into that age where she's starting to look outside herself and be aware that other people may have opinions. But right, right now, any type of embarrassment is focused on me. Mm-hmm. You know, she can be as goofy as she wants in public, in Target or at the zoo or wherever we are. You know, she can be goofy and silly, and, and she has no concern about people looking at her. But if I do anything that she considers goofy, she's like, Mom, you're in public. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. That's different, huh? And, and so my message to her is always the same. It's that, you know what? First of all, people are not paying attention to me. People are absorbed in their own world. Mm-hmm. And secondly, I'm very comfortable with myself and who I am. Mm-hmm. And I, I have a great joy of life. And if that flows out, you know, I think it'll touch people in a, in a good way. Positive way, yes. So <laughs> I'm not going to stop being the comfortable person that I am. And every once in a mm-hmm. while, darn silly. That's right. That's right. Absolutely. So how have you been, Dan? Well, good. Good. Headache. A little headache today. And, oh. you know, I 
Well, I think I, you know, it, all this hot weather yesterday was a hot weather, and I wasn't at the station, and I didn't drink my normal two or three bottles of. Oh, that's right. This is a big water. Yeah, so. you drink a lot of water while you're here yeah. today. Yeah, and that. I'm thinking that's probably what it's from. Mm-hmm. You know, called dehydration. A little dehydration that yeah. will give you a headache. So it'll yeah. it'll be done by the end of the day. After the show here, I'll work through that quick. Oh, okay. And it's called the NLP headache cure. Okay. And like I say, if I'd known about it before the show, <laughs> you we'd, you'd be done, but um, we'll, we'll take care of it for you so the rest of your day is headache-free. Okay, great. I, I, um, a couple of years ago, I was working at, uh, I was handing out flyers and stuff and doing quick little um, NLP uh, work with people on the second hole of the Minicata golf course for an outing, mm-hmm. you know, promoting, promoting my, my change works hypnosis and mm-hmm. Working with the golfers to get them more flexibility quickly, just through the power of their mind. And one of them walked up to me and said, do you happen to have some aspirin or ibuprofen? And I said, what for? And he says, I've got this headache. I said, oh, you don't need that. So I went through the NLP headache cure with him. And he looks at me and he looks over to the, the three other guys in his force. And he goes, hey, you guys, she just talked me out of my headache. <laughs> Good for you. So it really does work. Good. And, you know, it's, it's nice. It, you, know, you don't need to take stuff. That's right. And, unless, and I don't like to take know, stuff. Yeah, I, the less the better. Mm-hmm. Absolutely mm-hmm. right. You know, and that's exactly correct because whenever, sometimes you, especially I call it Tiwi, if you watch any Tiwi, um, and you Tiwi? Tiwi, yeah. <laughs> teeny weeny, you know, I mean, it's <laughs> the information you get is so, so <laughs> ah, limited and, and so Tiwi. Um, it's, it's interesting cause they'll have a drug there and then they'll have, it might be a 60 second commercial. They'll talk about the drug for 10 seconds and the next 40 seconds are all the side effects. Yeah. Right. And I'm thinking, wow, you, you take, you know, you, for one thing, you're going to wind up with four other diseases <laughs> or problems. Oh, and some of those side effects just really make your head spin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it, it's always amazed me. Your, wow. Your body's natural tropism is to health. And if you mm-hmm. can put it in the right direction and hydrate it, do the things that you, that you know you should be doing and, and keep things in alignment, your body wants to heal. Mm-hmm. And um, that's one of the things that we work with in hypnosis is getting people into the, the, uh, the state where everything can heal, which is not a stressful state and it's not really a sleep state. And unless you can get into that that healing state of your mind, um, and we don't, you mm-hmm. know, we just don't in this society. We go, 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 and then, you know, insomnia is rampant, and that adds to the difficulty of your body of healing. And if you do sleep, you know, again, that's not the same as being in a homeostatic state in hypnosis. We need to do that so much more often. We really need to do it on a daily basis. And I preach and preach and preach about the benefits of, you know, call it what you will, meditation or self-hypnosis, any type of, uh, um, of practice that takes you into that brain wave state that allows homeostasis to occur, which is where your immune system is boosted, the serotonin production is boosted, um, the, the, all of the feel-good chemicals are, are increased. And there are study after study. I can hand you a sheet that shows 1,500 studies that show the, the beneficial, you know, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, beneficial effects of doing that on a daily basis. You, you shower 
Mm-hmm. It probably takes you 15 or 20 minutes a day. And, and if you're really good, you really can get to the point where you can be in hypnosis or meditative state while you're showering. Oh, really? Oh, you really? Absolutely. <laughs> yes, for sure. Okay. And, uh, yeah, sure. So, and, and that's what Tony Robbins calls net time because it takes you no extra time. Mm-hmm. So I like to, to mm. um, encourage people to, to, once you get good at dropping into meditation or dropping into self-hypnosis, and again, neurophysiologically, they look the same, um, you can combine it with other activities that are rote activities for you that you don't have to think about. You know, how much thinking do you really have to do to take your shower? Yeah. It, it's Not routine. And mm-hmm. so you can always, anything that's routine like that, you can layer meditation in with. And do it with no extra time in your day and get all those wonderful benefits. But today, oh, by goodness, I've had such a busy summer. (laughs) And it's not done yet, thank goodness. Um, Just to give people a quick update and and some contact information, ChangeWorks Hypnosis is in Apple Valley. And we are located just about a block west of Cedar, across the street from Famous Dave's in Apple Valley, if you know where that is. Mm -hmm. And uh, our phone number is 763-218-3231. On the web, we're at <clears throat> www.changeworkshypnosis.com. This summer, we're doing something a little bit different. I think I mentioned it last time. Mm-hmm. We're doing the summer workshop series. Today, tonight, is the fifth in our workshop series. It's spiritual hypnosis. And so we're going to use hypnosis to get in touch with a, a higher consciousness and that'll be a wonderful event. Next week, we're doing some NLP uh, for rapport building and becoming just irresistible to whomever it is you want to be irresistible to. <laughs> you can use it for sales. You can use it for dating. You can use it for any hmm. type of area where, where you want people to be attracted to you. Mm-hmm. And then I am flying out to Boston. I'm presenting out there at the National Guild of Hypnotists Conference in, in Marlboro, Massachusetts. And then we're coming back and continuing with a workshop on automatic writing, which is not mediumship. This is a way to communicate with your subconscious mind. Um, So it's a way to get your conscious mind to step out of the way and have messages that uh, answers to questions that you that that your subconscious mind knows and that haven't you know been available to you on a conscious basis um, to be delivered to you. And then we're we're wrapping up the summer with a workshop on chakra work. Chakra. Chakra work. Chakras are the the energy centers in the body, and uh, very ancient um, Eastern practice of mm-hmm. acknowledging those those energy centers in the body and how they affect us and the impact that can have in our life and having that energy flowing appropriately. They're all located along the spine. And so, you know, any, any, good, any good chiropractor will tell you that if the energy isn't flowing properly along your spine, that you're, you're going to have problems. Mm-hmm. So I think that there, you know, I think there's some correlation there. Um, all, even though, you know, the, the chakra centers are more of an energy center, not, not a physical thing. So that'll wrap up our summer. And we've been having so much fun. My book, uh, my first book is coming out. It's going to the printer Let's see, what is today? Uh, it'll go to the printer yet Third? this month. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so then I should have um, that physical product in September. And that's the book that I've co-authored with Jack Canfield, the author of the Chicken Soup 
for the Soul series. Oh, sure. Um, mm-hmm. Mark Victor Hansen, also of that series. And Les Brown. So that'll be coming out. And I'm starting a new bo- book project because what's life without another book project? <laughs> now, um, so you, what is what is your book about? The book with Jack Canfield that's coming out, that's going to the printer right now. I contributed, it's a, I contributed a chapter to that. And the chapter explains my experience with an abusive relationship and uh, emotionally, psychologically um, crippling relationship of almost 10 years. And my father, who, as I've mentioned on this show before, was a, a master social worker and used hypnosis um, as part of his work with juvenile delinquents for the Michigan Department of Corrections. So while he wasn't a hypnotist running a, a center like I am, he used hypnosis um, as, a, as a social worker in that field. And he hypnotized me many times. Uh, the first time was when I was three and a half and had a <laughs> tragic event with a dentist. Um, uh, yeah, he had to hypnotize me to get me back into a dental chair because we had a kind of a, a sadistic dental experience, let's Ooh. say. Yeah. And um, so this is the story of my, my dad helped me to lose weight because being depressed in that relationship, I had ballooned up mm. and regained my self-esteem to the point where I could leave that relationship and, and reclaim my self-esteem and myself. I left that relationship, um, and I, I think there are other people who can relate, uh, w- unable to form an opinion, not I mean, literally unable to Mm -hmm. form an opinion because whatever opinion I I voiced was always the wrong one. And your mind learns, well, you know, the safest thing is to just not form an opinion. And it took me quite some time and some work with with hypnosis and and my my inner mind to, to find my inner strength again, to be able to form and create opinions of my own, to trust myself. That was huge, you know. So it chronicles that and the the results that I got from working with my dad. Hmm. And so my hope is that some people will see themselves in that and and realize that, uh, first of all, my, my relationship wasn't, physical abuse didn't characterize that relationship. There was some physical abuse, but the, what really characterized that relationship was the emotional and psychological abuse. If you've ever seen the movie Gaslight, 1944, Charles Boyer, Ingrid Bergman, Mm-mm. and mm. uh, 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 oh, Jessica, what's her name? Um, you know, f- oh, my goodness, I've forgotten her name. She plays a, an evil house servant. <laughs> <laughs> It'll come to me. Um, Jessica Landers, is that it? There, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. So, so the 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 movie, Ingrid Bergman, unbeknownst to herself, she her her aunt passes away and she inherits this house. Now, Ingrid Bergman doesn't know it, but somewhere in the house, supposedly, the aunt has hidden this tremendous treasure. And Charles Boyer knows about this. And so he woos and courts Ingrid Bergman and gets her to marry him so that he can move into this house. Well, now that he's in the house, that's all well and good, but he needs to have liberty to go digging around and pulling up, you know, and mm-hmm. being in the attic and moving stuff around and looking for this treasure. <laughs> so in order to do that, he has to drive her crazy. 
Oh, gee. And okay. it's, it's all the psychological mm-hmm. abuse that, that drives her insane. And, and it's called, the movie's called Gaslight because the, the lights mm. in the stairway, it's the, the era of gaslights. And she'll see that he'll make them flicker and go on and off. And she'll be like, well, did you see that? And he's like, no, no. you're the only one seeing these things. <laughs> I'm like, okay, boy, do I mm-hmm. recognize that kind of behavior. You really hate Charles Boyer at the end of that movie. (laughs) (laughs) Really? Okay. So, today we're here to talk about public speaking. And we had Miss Grace gracing the airwaves for us. Like I say, she is not at all shy. Um, And people do form these these fears of public speaking. Usually, and in public speaking, it's the number one fear in America. You know, Seinfeld used to joke if you're if you're mm-hmm. at a funeral, more people would rather be in the pine box than delivering the eulogy. Eighteen um, year old Angela Lansbury. Was Angela in there. Lansbury. Was that's in there. You that's were close. <laughs> that's what I was. Gonna, yes. And she was eighteen then. Eighteen, and wow. she was an evil maid. Really? Which is not really what you think of with you know. Angela Lansbury. No, 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 no not a not a so typical character for her. Started her her uh, career out as an evil person. She was. Oh, and you hate her. Oh, She's wow. just nasty. Yeah, go. You gotta go see this movie. It's good. I just I looked that up. It looks very interesting. This is one they should remake. Yes. You know that that seems to be the trend right now is remaking all mm-hmm. these old movies, and that mm-hmm. was it. Really is an excellent excellent movie. So public speaking. Mm-hmm. That makes up about half of my practice. The fears working with the fears. Why are people afraid of speaking in public? Well, you know, you're only born with two fears. You're f- born with the fear of being, basically of being dropped. You're, you're born with a fear of falling and a fear of loud noises. And mm-hmm. every other fear that you have is learned. So if you're afraid of spiders, that's a learned behavior. If you're afraid of public speaking, that's a learned behavior. Mm-hmm. In my experience, most of the people that come to see me, they develop their fear of public speaking somewhere in the middle school to high school age. And if you think back to... How you feel about yourself in the world and how sensitive, hypersensitive you are to the opinions of others, especially your peer group. Mm-hmm. Because at that age, you're breaking away from your family of origin, giving you your concept of who you are in the world, your concept of self. And you're starting to identify with your peer group because it's the time when you, you know, you're, you're metamorphosizing, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, not the right word, but you know. We know what you mean. You're, you're moving into <laughs> mm-hmm. adulthood, and so right. you're going to need to find that that identification outside of your, your family of origin. And you become just hypersensitive to the opinions of others, easily embarrassed. And mm-hmm. what do they do? They, they have you take speech class, <laughs> you know, or, or deliver a report in the front of the speech. And, and I've heard just terrible stories of, you know, what the other students say mm-hmm. and do and even teachers, you know, ridiculing students for not being able to speak wow. well and clearly. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> one story where um, they made the, the teacher just the kid was just as as it, as happens with with fear, anxiety. He was frozen. So the teacher said, "Fine, you're supposed to give a twenty minute speech. You're going to stand there for twenty minutes." Wow. Oh, you know, I mean, please, mm. you know. So teachers who are listening, ooh, no, don't, don't do that. And once that fear is learned, then it starts to generalize, of course, 
because that's one of the one of the abilities of our minds. The, the mind, the brain, really does two things very, very well. It makes associations between things that aren't really related to each other, like the word chair means this thing I'm sitting on mm-hmm. to us because that's an English word and we have right. English language. Now, you know, so that's why I say those things really don't have anything to do with each other. We've put them together. Mm-hmm. And in Japan, they put another word with this thing you sit on. And so our mind also does that with feelings. And and so we have this triggering situation of standing in front of people, and our mind has learned that that goes with the feeling of fear, and it puts those together. Just like Pavlov. Mm-hmm. He, he artificially created a link, an association in the minds of those dogs that every time he fed them, that bell would ring. And pretty soon, he would could take away the food, and just the bell would mean food to them, because mm-hmm. they had linked bell and food. Okay. Hmm. The other <coughs> thing our it's mind does behavior. is... It's a learned behavior. Absolutely. And mm-hmm. we know the process. Mm-hmm. The other thing the mind does is then generalizes. And again, this is a great positive thing. All of these are, are wonderful functions of our mind. Uh, uh, you know, if we didn't have the ability to associate things, we wouldn't have language and we wouldn't have civilization. If we didn't have the ability to generalize, at, at a year of age, you learn how to open a door, say. Mm-hmm. And you learn that if you turn the door handle, the door will open. Now, your mind immediately generalizes that to every door you see. Mm-hmm. So that you don't have to relearn every time you're faced with a door how to open it. Of course, some you have to push, some you have to pull. <laughs> right. <laughs> but your mind's pretty clever about that. Right. Right. Pretty clever but about that. But you're exactly right. And, and yeah. yeah, so and and that's not just happening. Obviously, with doors, it's happening with everything, and it's it's our the ability of our our subconscious mind to give us those shortcuts through life that are so beneficial to us. Now, unfortunately, you know anything you know like the duality of of the universe, right? So there's mm-hmm. there's the good side of it, and then there's the bad side of it, which is that your mind quickly takes that that fear association and generalizes that to more and more situations. So it becomes not just a very formal uh, standing in front of class, but maybe if there's three or more kids, I'm going to be nervous. Or if there's a teacher present, I'm going to be nervous. Or it gets to the point where um, I've had more than one person for whom being on a teleconference while they're the only person in their office, mm-hmm. but because their mind generalizes and goes out and says, uh, yeah, but there are other people listening. So even though they can't see the they person. They can't see them. Mm-hmm. Ah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Then it, it creates that anxiety. Mm-hmm. So. Now, I've learned in radio, and the reason I liked radio so much was because I couldn't see people, mm-hmm. and I've convinced myself that if I'm doing an interview, there's just two people, and that's it, myself and whom I'm talking yeah, to, and sure. blocked everybody else out. Sure, there you go. Because I don't know. Uh, no. Now, when I get in front of an audience, it's a, a whole different story. Mm-hmm. If I'm very prepared, I have no issues. Okay. If I'm not prepared, I have a lot of issues. <laughs> and and that, that is something I cover with everybody that I... Okay. 
work with on public speaking because I see public speaking as, as like being like a three-legged stool. Mm-hmm. You have your mastery of your material, and as you know, that really is on you. Mm-hmm. Do you know what you're talking about? Right. Are you comfortable with what you're talking about? If not, then you better get comfortable mm-hmm. because then you should be nervous. Mm-hmm. The right. other one of the other legs of that stool is having public speaking skills. And, mm-hmm. and we can all always improve and hone our public speaking skills. Right. And you can go to, you know, Carnegie or, any, you know, any of the other places. There's lots of good training out there to hone your public speaking skills so that you f- know that you're mm-hmm. presenting the, the best picture to your audience, right? Right. But that third leg of the stool is the emotional comfort of being in mm-hmm. front of the audience. And uh, people I work with, they know their stuff. I've worked with vice presidents and CEOs, and they know their stuff. It's not a matter of mastery of the material. Mm-hmm. And they've been exposed to you know various and sundry trainings on how to deliver and do presentations. It's that emotional piece they can't get beyond mm-hmm. because of the learned fear. Mm. And it's 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 debilitating. And there's a there's a personal cost. I've had people call call me up and say, Cindy, I'm going to have to quit my job if you can't help me with this. Wow. Uh-huh. That is extreme. Yeah. And one of them was, was one of the people who um, was having trouble being on a teleconference. Hmm. And I'm thinking, if you can't talk to people over the phone, what job are you going to have? Yeah. If you quit this one, where you know, to where are you going to retreat? Mm-hmm. Uh, and and you know this is a, a highly paid. He was a, um, a financial guy, um, you know, personal mm-hmm. fan, financial advisor, that kind of thing. You know, so he he made good money. Mm-hmm. Most good paying jobs require you to speak right in some way, mm-hmm. shape, or form, whether mm-hmm. it's in front of your staff, or in front of customers, or in front of you know, potential customers, or in front of an, a group of investors. You're right. going to be speaking in Sooner some or later, you're that going to do absolutely. It. Yep. And the higher up you go, the mm-hmm. more speaking in general you're going to be doing. Right. Of one of those sorts. Mm-hmm. So the costs, you know, people avoid promotions. I've talked to a number of people who's like, yeah, I've turned down promotions. I have avoided promotions. I've I've done things to to stay sort of less visible. Wow. Is that the time it is already? I know, but I'm just looking going, wow. Is How long did that Grace Faye Lasher talk? <laughs> 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 Amazing. So I want people to look at the personal cost. And I'm talking not just to people out there who might personally have the mm-hmm. fear of public speaking and, and think to themselves, boy, you know, if, if Cindy could help me, that would be great because I could, mm-hmm. I could advance further in my career or I could feel comfortable doing these things that I have to do anyway. But I'm also talking to the people who have the companies out there because you know what? You have these people in your company and they're, they're hiding this mm-hmm. situation. They are not going to come up to you and say, I have a fear of public speaking. Mm-hmm. By and large, they're going to hide it. How do you get that? How do you get that executive buy that then? Oh, we I use the same process with everybody, whether mm-hmm. they're an executive or right. I, you know, I don't care. The the like Rory said, there's a, an association mm-hmm. formed, and that's formed at a subconscious mm-hmm. level. The subconscious mind is where all of your emotions are housed, um, and where all your your automatic behavior is is housed. And so the first thing we do is a combination of hypnosis and NLP techniques that de-links 
the trigger from the response mm. so that now you can face the trigger or have the trigger go off and feel neutral. And mm. we know how to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, so that now it's not a connection anymore. We've uncoupled it. Now, because we also know how this how associations form, I want you to have a new association. I want you to have a positive association. Mm-hmm. I want you to have the reaction, the response that you want to have. And so we program that in using hypnosis. So oh. that now you're like, okay, how would I rather feel in a public speaking situation? I'd rather feel confident. Okay, let's, let's find confidence in you. Think of times when you were confident and we bring those emotions in. We have you identify that feeling, where it is in your body, um, using some NLP techniques to really solidify it and really anchor that feeling of confidence. I want to feel calm and relaxed as well. Good, okay, let's find those feelings and do the same thing. And now we take that and now we're going to apply that to that trigger over and over mm-hmm. and over again. And you're going to take homework home. <laughs> you can take home a disc oh boy. <laughs> that continues that process. Mm-hmm. And, and because one of the ways the mind learns is through repetition. Right, right. That's one of the, there are five primary ways the, the mind learns. Um, authority. And so you think back to that teenager whose teacher is making them, you know, a, an object of ridicule in front of the class. Well, they're learning by authority. Their peers are likely giggling and likely out of nervousness because that's a yeah, common reaction. Point. Even mm-hmm. Inside, they're, they're, they might be thinking, man, I feel for him. Thank God yeah. that's not me. But the external reaction may be laughter. And so mm-hmm. since you're trying to identify with your peers, now you're learning from your peers. You've got two of the five ways of learning. Heightened emotion is the third. Anytime you're in heightened emotion, your mind actually learns differently. It uses the theta brainwaves in the hippocampal region to bypass the normal way of learning and learns in a different fashion. So a heightened emotion gives you learning. So now you've got three of the five ways um, of, of learning. And the, the other one is, I already said, reinforcement through repetition. So if this happens to you again and you have the same reaction, then boom, you've got that way of learning. The fifth way of learning is hypnosis. And mm-hmm. thank goodness we can go in with hypnosis and we can undo all that other learning that's taken really? place. Wow. Yeah, yeah. But you're right about repetition. I tell I tell the kids, the grandkids that I say, you know, they always want it. Well, I would love to be a great athlete. Well, you can be. You have to practice, 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 practice. Absolutely. Repetition, repetition, repetition. Absolutely. Repetition, repetition. It's just like when we walked. None of us knew how to walk. No. But we'd fall down, pick up and pick do it again, mm-hmm. and keep doing it and keep doing it. And we do it the rest of our life. That's right. You know? That's right. We groove it in. You can be what you want to be, but you have to spend the time to do it. You do. You do. Nothing Nothing comes without effort. Nothing of right. value, value comes without mm-hmm. effort. If you value it, if you have a priority for it, you put some effort into it. But really, the good news is, is that using this tec- these techniques, mm-hmm. it really is relatively effortless. When you consider that I've worked with people who've walked around with their fear of public speaking or their fear of elevators or their fear of spiders or their fear of what have you, most of them have had these fears for, you know, mm-hmm. decades. Mm-hmm. And we can right. get rid of them in three, four, five sessions. Wow. So, you know, within a month, mm-hmm. they're able to do what it was that they avoided doing for decades. 
Have it's, you? it's really good work. I love it. I was going to say that has to be really rewarding. It's so rewarding. Are, have you gone and watched some of your patients speak then? I haven't had the opportunity. Most of okay. them are corporate. Okay. I've worked with people from, uh, you'd recognize the names of the companies, and I, mm-hmm. several of them in particular. I, I see their executives over and over and over mm-hmm. again to the point where I'm like, you sure you don't want me on staff? <laughs> 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 you sure? There you go. Yeah. We'll just say out west, big double building. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know where I'm mm-hmm. talking about. Mm-hmm. They have something to do with food? Yep. Oh, yeah, them. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I see lots of people from there. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, but do they come back and say, wow, I Oh, I they did. give me great testimonials. You know? I mean, mm-hmm. they're so grateful. And mm-hmm. that's one of the other things that's fun for me as a practitioner to work with people who have fears and anxieties is that they rarely have mixed emotions about getting rid of their anxiety. Mm-hmm. Usually the motive is very pure. Okay. And so they're, they're very uh, motivated to do the work, and so they put the energy into the work mm-hmm. that we do together, and they're very grateful for the results. Well, and generally, by the time somebody becomes a high-powered executive like that, they're you know, their self-confidence, they really have self-confidence and they're really hardworking people to start with. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. You know? They're used to putting the energy into. Right. To getting it done, getting whatever the result. it is. Absolutely. Yeah, the results. There you go. Yeah. And, you know, everybody I work with, they have generally tried other things. Mm-hmm. Um, what and they drugs, possibly try? Well, you know, prescription drugs. Oh. And prescription drugs don't get rid. They you can't. They mask it. Exactly. They that you can't detach that trigger from that response using a mm-hmm. drug, because right. that's an emotional, psychological thing that that you needs to go in and 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 work with the mind to do that. Mm-hmm. And the drug works on the body. Right. And so the drug can dampen that fight or flight response mm-hmm. that you're in when you're feeling that fear. Um, so that you don't feel quite the heart pounding, and maybe maybe it'll help you to get through it, but you're still not going to like it, and you're still going right. to feel that fear. Right, and when the drug wears off, then what? You're right back well, to right, square right, one. Exactly. And yeah. maybe even farther back because you have all these other issues attached with it. Yeah, and do you always want it? Do you want yeah. to be feeling like your locus of control doesn't reside within you, but it resides within that pill? No. Not if you can help it. Mm-mm. And uh, you know, people try Toastmasters on on the theory that you know the more I do this, and that's a good theory, and there is something to that theory, and I'm sure mm-hmm. that it works for some people who don't end up coming to see me, right? Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm sure that that does work for some people. That you just do it enough that dug on it, you know, I'm just going to power through this, and I'm going to establish some new associations by by putting myself in a context that's supportive, which is what Toastmasters is. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's a great thing to do. But that's a long-term process, Exactly, too. because you're going in through the conscious mm-hmm. mind. Okay. We can do it so much more quickly by going in through the subconscious mind. And then, you know, there's the talk therapy, which, again, is going in through the conscious mind. It's it's much longer uh, road mm-hmm. and, and much less successful than... Mm-hmm than using hypnosis. And then there's the people who just force themselves to do it. Mm -hmm. But think how much more of your own potential you would achieve if you felt comfortable doing it. Yeah. Yeah, Mm -hmm. you you might actually seek out some other opportunities. 
That's that is that is a fact. Because if you want to move up into in in an organization, I know from my days of working in the Fortune 500 world, you need to be visible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and it's very interesting the statement you just make. I've interviewed people from our local Toastmasters because they're always looking for people. Yeah. Um, and they said the same thing. If you're going to go up in the world, you're going to have to learn how to speak. You and you're going to have to learn how to publicly speak yep. and figure out how to get by that. Right. And the other thing that Toastmasters is good for, remember that three-legged stool. Mm-hmm. You need to have your presentation skills, and they will help you to get I was going to say, that's what skills. they give you, I think, Absolutely. more than anything is the skills. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep, absolutely. Exactly. So there's a it's a it's a great organization. There's definitely a place for it, but if you have that, uh, but it ta- it's a long, long term. It is. It is. And mm-hmm. if you have the fear, if you have that that you know mind locking fear, mm-hmm. you're going to feel that in Toastmasters as well. Mm-hmm. I know because I've worked with people who are like, yeah, I go to my Toastmasters and I'm still standing there stammering like an idiot. Mm-hmm. So, you know what happens when you're in anxiety. Um, you're in fight or flight mode. And in fight or flight mode, everything that isn't involved in you either fighting or fleeing shuts Mm -hmm. down because it's it's not necessary to be clever or to have good recall of information or to be creative Mm. if you're going to die. That's true. (laughs) That's true. So we... None of those come into play. That's true. (laughs) No. Your mind shuts down. All that down, it also shuts down blood supply to your digestive tract because there's no point in digesting your food if you're mm-hmm. going to die. Mm-hmm. It shuts down all the blood flow to your reproduction, b- reproductive o- organs mm-hmm. because y- there's only one mission right then, and that's to live, mm-hmm. to be creative and witty and, and eat and digest another day. Mm-hmm. So people, you know, they, they feel... As I said, like like the stammering idiot, even though they know their material inside and out, because they're they're simply their access to that material is turned off at that mm-hmm. point, and so that's why it's so important to get that fear response uncoupled. I keep making this gesture like everybody can see it. I'm making an uncoupling gesture. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. I can see it, and there's just us two talking. That's not, right. Forget da, about da, the thousands da, da, da. of people listening. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought it was millions. Could be. Could be. Could be. Could be. So, it, it, again, that's why it's so important to get that fear response uncoupled from that triggering event mm-hmm. so that you can have a new response to that event and a response that allows you to have access to all of those wonderful abilities of creativity Mm-hmm. And intuition, intuiting what your uh, what direction your audience wants you to go in, uh, you know, the, and and good recall. Now, what is it that you do then for them? I mean, you hypnotize them, and in, I mean, you you said it's a process; yeah, it isn't yeah. going to happen overnight. No, usually four sessions. Okay. Yeah, and I it's it's general. I have a number of techniques um, at my disposal, mm-hmm. but all the techniques are geared to really two main functions. The first main function that I want to do is disconnect the situation, uh, whatever that is for them. And it it could be being on the teleconference. It could be, you know, and people have idiosyncrasies, right? Uh, You know, it's not necessarily that everybody is afraid of standing in a room of, of, of 300 people. Some people are fine with the number of people, but if there are higher ups in the room, that's a problem. Oh, 
Yeah, right? I suppose. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, you have exactly. to find out exactly what the nuance is. And so mm-hmm. that, that's the questioning process. You know, what exactly is it about the situation? What's the typical situation that you respond in this fear response way to? And, and then if using hypnosis mm-hmm. and NLP, we take that apart. And then we program in the new response. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. That, and it makes sense, too. It all does. So. Good. I'm glad it makes sense. <laughs> well, <laughs> it works. Yeah. You know, I actually say, I don't care if it makes sense or not, if it works. <laughs> well, I mean, to somebody listening out there saying, boy, I wonder if this works, mm-hmm. is what it, where I was thinking of. I mean, yeah. it, it's, a, it's a logical step. Absolutely. And I, I've got all kinds of testimonials on my website and people who would be willing to actually talk to somebody who, you know, is maybe a little mm-hmm. skeptical and wants to, you know, wants to really understand if this works and will work for them. But I would simply say that I've never had it not work for anybody. Mm-hmm. Now, there can be varying degrees of of success. And mm-hmm. I'm not saying that I can take you from somebody who doesn't want to speak in front of groups to being Tony Robbins or Zig Ziglar or one of these. But in general, that's not... Pra- takes a little practice <laughs> to be there. <laughs> and in general, that's not the goal that's com- coming in the door. <laughs> right. The goal coming in the door is to, to feel mm-hmm. comfortable. To be able to do it, to know that they can without feeling mm-hmm. so fearful or fearful well, at all. Well, and you said something earlier too that's that's real intriguing is is that I the the audience now an an audience of strangers is a little easier to speak to than an audience of say your bosses for you, you know, and for somebody else mm-hmm. that might be just the opposite. Mm-hmm. If the people are familiar to them, that's fine. If the f- people are strangers, that's when they freeze up. Mm-hmm. For some people, it's, you know, I'm okay with a group of, of a dozen or more because somehow then it becomes many. And like you say, you know, you kind of, it, you know, the fact there are thousands of people listening sort of blends into the background for you. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you put them in front of six people where they feel like they have to really connect, mm-hmm. you know, on an individual basis, that's the trigger for them. So really, everybody's a little bit different flavor of fear mm-hmm. of public speaking. Hmm. You're right. You're right. Exactly. It's fun. It's very, very fun work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so enjoyable to see somebody come, you know, walk out and come back. And usually I'm working with people who are in a workplace setting where they have like a weekly or a monthly meeting. And so they're going to get to go out and actually, you know, road test what we're doing road and come back good. to me with, with their reactions and their responses. And it's always so good. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just so good. So, And then the, the smiles mm-hmm. on your face, you know, it's mm-hmm. great. Wow. Well, we have a couple minutes left. Right. Um, what a fascinating subject. If somebody wants to get a hold of you, how do they do it? Sure. Uh, phone number is 763-218-3231. On the web at www.changeworkshypnosis.com, changeworkshypnosis.com. And like I say, if you're a a CEO or you have an organization out there, assume that there are people who could be performing better for you if they had a higher level of comfort in those types of situations. Don't expect them to come to you. They're embarrassed that they have this situation, and they're going to try and hide it. I'd be willing to give you like brochures or flyers or something that you can just leave out. 
you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. or come in and give a little speech, just like what we did today, and talk about the subject. And then mm-hmm. people can approach me as uh, as they will. Uh, you know, there's a number of different ways to do it. I like to preserve people's privacies and confidentiality, and that's fine. But it's a it it's going to improve. You don't even know that person who could be that incredible high performer for you. Mm-hmm. And they have the right to find out what their potential is in life, too. Right. And even the self-confidence, they get up in front of that crowd. The crowd likes them. They are succeed. Mm-hmm. I mean, just just the self-confidence that gives them, Oh, too, you could go in a whole new... It's going to make them a huge... Absolutely. New direction in life. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Bleed so. into other areas of life as well mm-hmm. because of the confidence and the self-esteem. Exactly. Healthy all the way around. It sure is. Um, what's coming up next month? My goodness. I don't know right off the top of my head. I mean, head. we're talking September already. I know. I think I'm going to have Jody on. Um, one of his areas of specialty is working with people with ADD, ADHD. Wow. And high-functioning autism like Asperger's. Mm-hmm. And so I'd like to do a show on that. Wow. That sounds fascinating. Yes. And it touches so many families. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sure does. So, Well, Cindy, I want to thank you. Thank you. You've been listening to KDWA's in-depth program, Hypnosis Today with Cindy Lasher. And once again, Cindy, give your contact information. I think that's so important. Absolutely. 763-218-3231. We're in Apple Valley. Changeworkshypnosis.com. You have a great website. Thank you. played around on it. Oh, good. (laughs) Yeah. You're in tune to AM 1460 KDWA Radio in Hastings. We're going to join MN News in progress. In my way. Gone of the dark clouds that had me blind.